There's so much cat hair. folks welcome to another video from the church of beloved presence i am your high priestess of holy ship leslie davidson today let's talk about childhood dreams do you remember your childhood dreams not adults asking you what do you want to be when you grow up i mean really what you thought was possible what you believed about yourself and about your life when you were a child do you remember those? Do you remember the, the limitless possibility beliefs that you had when you were a child? Doesn't mean that you're gonna be Superman or invisible or whatever was your, your dream. But in each of our childhood dreams was, is a nugget of truth, is a nugget of direction and goal planning for us today, okay? Uh, there's events that happen in childhood that are significant that we forget about, but we can remember, um, that will lead us further down this vague as fork path. By the way, thank you, Wheezy Waiter, for these, these swear fixins. What was your, I believe I can? What was your, I believe I can? I had two. I had two major ones when I was a child. The first one was, I believe that we're tiny ants on the body of another creature. That was one of the first experiences I had when I was about four or five or six. I'm not sure when. I think it was four or five. That was one of the first experiences I had of uh, feeling the beloved presence uh, when I was a child when I was looking at an ant crawling on my arm and it wasn't even an ant, it was a spider mite. <laughs> Which are those little tiny red uh, ticks or something? I don't know, spider mites. They're really gross close up, but when you're a little kid, they just look like little red dots. Anyway, I was crawling, watching one crawl along my arm and my hairs looked like a forest and it had to weave in between the hairs on my arm like it was a forest and a mole like a little freckle that I had looked like a giant uh, like big rock hill that it had to crawl over and I had this this overwhelming sensation of what if we're just spider mites on the skin of another animal and there's deep truth in that for that child and it was the first experience of feeling like I was um, not alone, that there was uh, another presence with me. And it was a very significant moment in my life. And it never really left me, though I had forgotten about it. And I re-remembered when I was ready to integrate that, that identity back into my life. And that's what these childhood experiences do is they give us truth about our identity, our purpose, our beliefs, what we really truly believe about being alive. And they come back to us when we're ready to reintegrate them into our identity. The second is 
Uh, I believed when I was a child that I could communicate with plants and animals. I believed that I literally could talk to them and that they understood me and that I could understand them. And <laughs> the main one, the main animals that I would talk to were the pets on in my house and on the street. And the funny thing was is that my cat, Nibs, uh, basically was like an old, tired adult that just wanted to lie on the couch. And he was very clear about what he wanted. He wanted me to pet him nice or leave him alone. And I knew that as a kid, but I ignored it. And instead, because that is not fun for a four-year-old, I would um, play with his tail at his expense. So sorry, Nibs. Sorry. So I grew out of that because that seems stupid. <laughs> but I would always have continued throughout my life until very recently have imaginings that um, that I could understand animals. Not all animals. Basically animals that I'm connected to. Plants that I'm connected to. Not strangers. Even strangers though. Stranger animals are sometimes very, very clear in their communications. And uh, I feel that I can talk to them too. And plants. And I believe that now. I believe once again that that is possible and that is part of what we are able to do as human beings. It's not some special talent that only a few people have. Uh, everyone is able to communicate with plants and animals if they choose to. If they choose to watch and listen and allow the extrasensory realm to speak to you. And it is extrasensory. It's what's called an imaginal realm by Stephen Herod Berner. I'm going to put his book right here. It's called The Imaginal Realm. Uh, I don't know everything that he says because I'm not finished reading his book yet. But essentially it is similar to, I think of it like in, uh, collective unconscious. It's a level where we all speak the same language. It's the level where it's beyond uh, vocalized language. It's the language of, of uh, energy. It's the language of the etheric realm. So um, culture and language and that kind of thing doesn't interfere. It's the imaginal realm. It's where imagination lands. And this is the funny thing is the parts, the things that I thought were imagination, I believe now were uh, communication from animals. For two summers, I spent out on my deck before I bought the bird bath. Every moment of my thought that wasn't taken up with with my own conscious looking at my phone or working on my writing or um, whatever I was doing, if it wasn't consciously being used by me, it was being hijacked by birds who wanted a bird bath. I don't know how many times over the two summers I would find myself Googling bird baths. I had no intention of buying a bird bath. That was not my plan. I didn't want a bird bath. It was enough that I had a bird feeders up that I felt were like cat bait. Though I love birds and I love watching them eat. Um, I was afraid that it was going to become a hunting ground and I thought, oh God. And I didn't want to clean out bird shit or feathers and, and then 
have to change the water all the time and I wasn't planning on getting a bird bath. But not only did I get a bird bath, I got a heated bird bath for the winter. So it could be used all year round and they would have a nice spot to drink and bathe during the winter. And I have, I also have a big glass one for the garden in the summer. Down further at the end. So they got their bird bath. Um, they also have woken me up um, to fill the feeder, which I didn't realize had been empty for two days. My bad. Listen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there if you want to jump in and be like, "You're crazy." I don't give a shit. I really don't give a fuck what you think. Uh, this is real to me. This is my reality. This is my truth. And fuck off. I'm not here to convince you. What I am here for you to do, though, is to look to your childhood and identify those I believe moments that you need to reintegrate into your life now. Have they popped up yet? Have you become aware of them? I believed that um, I could talk to animals. I loved animals. I believed I could communicate with animals. Any fly or insect, any insect that got trapped in our house, I would immediately make a little uh, bottle cap filled with crumbled cookies and a little um, bottle cap filled with water, okay? And that got put in my windowsill for any insect that <laughs> got stuck in my house. Because um, they would all seem to end up finding me. And I, I have um, an admission to make. It's not pretty, but I'm going to admit it. I love bottle flies. They're beautiful. Um, I know that they're kind of gross, but I really love them. I, I like seeing them around. Um, I think they're pretty. They're like little flying gems. They do us a great service by um, by taking care of um, dead things. They are psychopomps, and I love psychopomps. The whole idea of them carrying the souls into the afterlife. Psychopomps are great. I just, I love blowflies. I love bottleflies. Um, but a bad thing happened in Brampton once when I was living there. I had a little hole in my screen, and a couple bottleflies came in. And they kept coming in, but they would, they never were able to find their way back out again. They would crawl all over the screen, but they couldn't find the fucking hole they came in. So it was fine in the beginning. I liked a couple flies. They would be dead in a few days. Big deal, right? No, no. Oh my God. Eventually there was dozens of them. And I felt like I had stepped into just a little bit of a horror show. Sometimes I would be painting at night and the only light in my entire apartment was my studio lamp and there would be me painting and dozens of bottle flies flying around my head in the studio lamp. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, it's horrible. Their buzzing is just on a frequency of fucking crazy. It would make me insane. And I asked them to leave. I told them all straight up. I said, leave or there's gonna be an Armageddon. And there was. But I asked nicely. That's my story. Anyway, my, my love of animals, when I was a child, I thought I was going to be a vet. Um, I thought I would go and, and be a veterinarian, but 
very soon as I grew up, I realized that, that I couldn't do that. I couldn't put, um, I couldn't euthanize animals that didn't deserve to be euthanized. Um, I couldn't euthanize animals that were just, uh, I come, I come, come on. I couldn't come. I couldn't, um, I couldn't euthanize animals because their owners didn't want to pay for them to be um, healed. And I also uh, knew that I couldn't have a house full of other people's pets that I didn't have the heart to euthanize. And um, I also knew that I couldn't work in a job uh, where I had to deal with cruel people who had pets. So, um, hi, come here. You're doing skank face. Cat. <laughs> I always wonder what they smell like. Why the fuck do they have to use the Jacobian sniffer? Like, what did they find on the carpet? Anyways, what a digression. Here he comes. He's got to check it out. Yeah, so I... I decided that I couldn't be a vet. Um, I couldn't handle it. There was a, an intuition that I would have to harden my heart uh, to to go into veterinarian medicine, and I don't think I wanted to do that. So I didn't. Looking back now, what I think what I think is important to ask children when they have beliefs about uh, things that they're able to do like I can communicate with uh, plants and animals is to ask things like, oh, uh, what do you think you can do with that? Oh, why do you think you have that? Um, how could that be useful? How could you use that in your life? Oh, do you think that is a skill that you can use later as a livelihood? Do you know what I mean? Like ask questions about how you can use that belief in your life. That gives kids the idea, A, that it's legitimate. This is not a crazy thing that they're thinking. That's not a wackadoodle crazy idea that they can communicate with animals. It lends legitimacy to their beliefs. Uh, and it also gives their beliefs a connection to their life after being a child. It makes a through line that their identity as a child, their, their, their identity as an unlimited, fully, an unlimited, powerful, co-creative entity with the universe, it makes a connection to that in their adulthood, okay? Further down the line. Once they start getting into and learning to limit themselves, you can plant the seed earliest in, in children by asking those types of questions. Legitimate, like, oh, what are you gonna do with that? Kind of questions. Oh, that's interesting. Because I mean, they don't have to do anything with it if they don't want to, but at least the seed is planted. And that's what I want you to do with a little exercise right now. Get a journal. Get a piece of paper. I don't care. I'm a big journal fan. I like all my ideas and my thoughts and stuff kept together in um, 
in a in a volume <laughs> in one volume of many in a volume but get a journal and reconnect to your childhood self as best as you can look at pictures try and remember the feelings you had as ch as a child uh, remember um, memories that are are really happy and joyful um, pay particular attention to the memories you have of when you were alone most of this stuff happens when you're alone and uh, identify some I believe moments from your childhood and you will resonate with them okay you're gonna have a resonance in your body you're gonna have a recognition in your body where you're like oh yeah okay remember those moments and record what you believed what was your I believe what did you believe about yourself for your life what did you believe at that moment now connected to where you are now and what you want to be have what you want to have happening now connected to now you need to integrate that identity of that unlimited um, you want to integrate the identity of that limitless potential that you had as a childhood that limitless potential and belief in your own gifts and skills you want to integrate that again back into your your adult self um, because they're just they're maps man like our childhood was a map to help us get through our adulthood help us to identify the ways to go in this vague as fuck path this mystical intuitive spiritual vague fucking path that we're trying to walk you need the map you need the skills you need to go back to when you were limitless and you knew everything was possible and you believed it all without uh, even an inkling of doubt you might have had beliefs you might have had dreams you might have had a recurring dream you might have had a recurring daydream you might have um, role-played some belief again and again and again like I, I I believed that I was a witch when I was a little kid as well I believed that I was a witch and I could make things happen that is also true <laughs> connect to that kid uh, write it down get back into that headspace try as best as you can to feel that feeling and reintegrate those beliefs into your adult self you don't have to believe that you can fly but you can believe that believing you could fly has something to do with what you want to be doing now okay it has something to do with this path and only you can make that connection and you will feel a resonance you will feel uh, a vibration it's hard to describe these things you'll feel you'll feel some sort of some resonance in your body your actual body pops clicks um, little movement shifts even some crackles snap crackle pops you'll feel some something in your body that resonates okay if you have any questions put them in the comments or you can contact me Thanks for watching. If you like these videos, give it a like. Um, do a subscribe. If you want more integration, more stuff, go more. You want to talk more one-on-one -on -one Discord style, check out the Patreon. Uh, we do stuff over there, too. So thanks for watching. Make it real.
Hi. I have to move again.